Hello, and welcome to The Jam. This is for when your life and your toast are a little dry. I'm Joanne. And I'm Maddie. And together we make The Jam. And we're excited to sit here and chat with you. So grab a cup of something delicious. Enjoy the show. I kind of miss that. I'm like, dang, it would be really fun to have roommates. I mean, I do have a roommate, but I mean, you, you have Dave. That's not as fun as like girl roommates. Mm-hmm. It has its ups and downs. Oh, I'm sure. Because it's one thing. I mean, I feel like it's hard with like a girl roommate, like one that you're not in a relationship with. Any roommate? Oh, okay. Um, is that you can't like have a heart to heart about something as easily. Like, okay, listen, Hannah, you leave dishes all over the house. It's like, it's just not the same. I mean, you can't, you definitely should address those things, but yeah, it's not the same as like, why do you suck? Is that what you say to Dave now that you're married? No, (laughs) no, I say it in a nicer way. It depends on the day. If it's like at the end of a hard day, I'm like, are you joking? Like the one thing that he does that really continuously gets on my nerves is the fact that he like things might just get left out. Like I might bake something and leave the baking soda out on the table because he needs to go back in the pantry, which is next to the table. Yeah. And it's my fault for not putting it away. And I take that responsibility. But the problem is, is that I'm like, you have been here in this house all day long and I have been busy and you have seen the baking soda on the table and you can't just put it away. Like it takes five seconds or like the mail will just sit on the, the coffee table. I'm like, this is all junk. It's all political ads and credit card offers. Like, can you just throw it away? And he's like, I yeah. want you to look through it. And I'm like, I don't need to look through it. It's all trash. Just throw it away. <laughs> Make the executive decision that it is trash. So like that drives me nuts. So yeah, the other day I came home and I was like seething. I was like, I can't believe it all day long. This is not here. This is not here. <laughs> he's like, I'm really sorry. I just, I didn't. And I was like, okay, it's okay. I know that you work too. I just, I just don't understand. <laughs> I think some people just don't see it. Like they just don't see the stuff that sits out. And they can't help it. They're not trying to not be conscientious or helpful. They just don't see it. It just, they just don't see it. Yeah. I, I for one, am hyper aware of things being tidy or things being messy. And so I get pretty anal and paranoid about things being put away and in their place all the time. Like, yeah, I like won't sit down to eat dinner until the dishes from dinner, like that I cooked with are done. Because I just don't feel peaceful. No, I think that... Maybe that's that's, a new level. No, no, I totally am with you. It's so funny because I was just like, Charlotte took a little extra to go down tonight and then I needed to put... And then I like left her room and I was like, okay, I have like seven minutes until eight. So I'm like, all right, what do I need to do? And so I was like, I need to do the things that take the most energy now because I'll be more tired later. So, but there's so many things, like, I'm already thinking about, I'm like, where do I sit that I don't look at the things? Like, the laundry is half done, I still have to fold the socks. There's bottles that still need to be washed. The, all Charlotte's toys are still everywhere. The the table isn't messy, but there are, like, five things on it that need to be put away. So I'm like, where do I sit so that I can just focus on this? Otherwise, I'm just going to be looking at all this other stuff and thinking, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. But it's everywhere, so I just have to get over it, I guess. Just have to own it? (laughs) 
It's like, oh, I am a mom and I do live in a house. No, I went over to someone's house who has like seven kids and it was a good moment for me because her house I thought was disgusting. Now it wasn't gross. Like there was cockroaches. There was just like the hallway was lined with boxes and there was clothes and laundry strewn over every chair in the living room. And then there was more toys like all over the floor. And I was like, I could never, and she's just sitting at the kitchen table, like doing something. And I was like, I, 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 I have to leave. <laughs> I don't know how you do this. I guess maybe just like every kid you have, you just let go a little bit more of the control. Maybe. I know. Well, because I'm like with one kid, it's easy. I'm like, just do it in the evening, do it during nap time. It doesn't, it takes five seconds. But I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess if you have five kids and five sets of toys. Yeah. Or just, I don't know, limit your kids. Like you each get three toys. That's it. You can pick three new toys every three months. Every quarter, yeah. you get to pick three new toys. Uh, All your other toys have to be in your room and you have to clean your room every night before you go to bed. Yeah, good luck. Got all these lofty idea, off, lofty ideas about my cleanly kids. I know how good of a parent I'm going to be. I'm just freshly oh. engaged. I have no idea what's gonna hit me. I know, and it's one of those things you never know in, until you're in the moment. Like I never thought I would be one of those like clean people, but here you are. Here I am, cleaning stuff. I know. I it reminds me. I read this. I went to a holy hour last week, which was awesome. There you go. But I, I went to this um, holy hour, and it was just actually a silent holy hour, which really surprised me because it was, like, just hosted by my parish, and I thought there was just going to be, like, music or something, but there wasn't, hmm. which was fine, except for the first half I was falling asleep the whole time praying the rosary because <laughs> um, it was at, like, 8 p.m. I can never play the rosary sitting down. <laughs> I have never not fallen asleep praying the rosary sitting down. I have it's to walk bad. And pray the rosary. Pro tip, walk and pray so, the rosary, get a little cardio and a little Catholicism. So yeah, so I spent 30 minutes getting through three decades and falling asleep um, in the pew. And then was I was like, like okay, well. PR for a sitting rosary? What? Was that your PR for a sitting rosary? My PR? Your personal record for a sitting rosary? Oh. Like a running term? Okay. <gasps> yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I Can't know. Funny I over here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> trying to jam up your toes. I don't know. I mean, I... <laughs> I did them out loud with Dave sitting and that was fine because, it, you know, we were like sitting there praying out loud together. I don't know the last time that I really like sat down and tried to pray the rosary silently, mm-hmm. except for this time. So we can say in recent memory, it definitely is because it's the, the only one. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. So you got three so then, so the, yes, yeah, yeah. So then I was like, oh, I have this book and it's called Mother Love. And there's this group, this mom's group that I'm in that's called the Confraternity of Christian Mothers. Very fancy. Oh. It's not really that fancy. So basically the, the whole premise of this group is you meet once a month and you do, there's some business things and then you have like a spiritual direction, um, which really is just like a spiritual talk. They call it spiritual direction though. Yeah. So then the group does other things like they have different committees that host like tea parties or do like a meal train when, you know, there are sick people or people that have babies or something like that. One of the things when you sign up, they have this manual that's called Mother Love. Mm. Um, And Mm -hmm. so there are two editions. There's one that was written in 1888 and then one that was written in like 1965 or something, post-Vatican II. So it was like the original one and then the post-Vatican II one. Wow, so it's been a lot around for a long time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's soups old. 
Um, so I really, so I will preface this whole thing with saying, I really, I enjoy the, the group. And for the most part, other than some, I think like minor issues, like I think it's a fine organization. I'm not knocking the organization at all. Um, so anyway, so this mother love book, I have the 1888 version. Wow. So not the newer one because I go to a traditional Latin mash parish. And so they wanted the one that has more traditional prayers. So it has like the V doused, dosed, whatever, in all of the prayers, which I find a slightly annoying. However, I do think that they are pretty beautifully written. Mm. Um, and I can easily change the to just you, like in my head. That's <laughs> fine. Way to go. Um, yeah. So like half the book is really like beautiful, like just prayers and some of them are normal prayers like active hope the the um you know soul of christ sanctify me body of christ may bring me like general prayers that are good that catholics use then there's this one part that goes walks through every part of the mass and has like a reflection on the passion of christ that goes with that part of the mass so you can essentially just like read it as you're um going to mass and yeah so there's like i mean half of it is super cool and then the other half is like how to be a christian mother now Whoa! Okay, I'm, I'm mother. <laughs> need to pull out my notebook for this. So some of it is like really good information, and some of it I just pee myself. So I'm in this holy hour, and I was like, <laughs> okay, like I, you know, I want to read this, and I've been like chipping away, and some of it I was like, oh wow, like this is like a lofty goal, and I don't even remember what the good stuff is. So I'm sorry, I only remember the bad stuff. So I'm in That's church. Okay. And- Sometimes the bad stuff can help spice up your life. Not like bad, but you know what I'm saying. Okay. No, yeah. So it's like, I don't even remember what the title was, but there's like, it was like the third chapter. It's like chapter three, like something, something Christian mother. And it's like a Christian mother, you know, wants her children to get to heaven, blah, blah, blah. There's some fluff. And then it has like just random things that a Christian mother should do. So it's like a Christian (laughs) mother should keep her house well ventilated. That's (laughs) verbatim what it says. (laughs) like a christian mother should um always reprimand her children with phrases like oh how being naughty makes the little jesus cry (laughs) oh how being naughty makes little jesus cry or you make little jesus so happy when you do a good deed i'm like these are so unbelievably cheesy and my favorite one was um you how you know it's so wonderful for your children's first words to be your name but how much more wonderful would it be if their first word were jesus and their second word were mary (laughs) and i'm just like well i'm not gonna say that to my kids and i'm pretty sure charlotte's first word won't be jesus but i mean some of it's good like you know you should you know exalt your children to look at penance you know in a way that you know fortifies them and you know that it's a thing that you know bears merit and blah blah blah. but some of it is like you know make sure that you oh you can't feed your kids too many sweet meats and (laughs) sweet meats what does that mean i have no idea have some candy bacon kids you only have a bite on something Okay, so know. so it's funny because then I came home and I read it to Dave. He's like, "What is the copyright on this book?" And so when I realized it was 1888, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well ventilated, yeah, because you're freaking <laughs> cooking over the fire all day and there's smoke everywhere, soot all over your kids. Of course you have to keep it well ventilated." It's like I just turned well, on the AC and mother it a must day. have a ventilated house, not just the Christian ones. <laughs> oh, 
so yeah. So anyway, so I kind of got a kick out of it and I was like, well, I'm glad I can at least temper myself enough to know that if I, you know, don't reprimand my kids by saying you make Jesus cry, <laughs> I think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like, what would the like, the 2020 copyright version of the Christian mother's handbook, mother's love look like, like, what would they, what would we even say? We're sure it was like weird things that if people in the 1800s read, they'd be like, what the hell is going on over there? Something like I'm all for like time or TikTok or I don't know. <laughs> A Christian mother must only have one social media account and it must not take up more than 20 minutes of her day. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. A Christian mother must, I don't know, feed their kids more than just Lunchables. I don't know. Lunchable, lunchables are gross. Never feed your kids Lunchables. because no, I love them as a kid, but Ugh, they are so yucky. I had them for lunch on my... 19th birthday when I was an at missionary god bless whatever host family packed me lunchables but I pouted all day because it was my birthday and I had to have lunchables for lunch <laughs> oh that's terrible this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> I eat lunchables on my birthday it was only one birthday though I hope the next birthday you had steak or something um, I think I did. I, I did get salmon for dinner the night of my 19th birthday. So it really turned wow. itself around okay, and a homemade good. apple pie. Shout out to the bird family for turning around my, turning around my 19th birthday in Wichita, Kansas. If you're listening. So they're not the ones Thank that you. packed you the Lunchable. No. Okay. The people in like Iowa packed me a Lunchable. Oh, okay. Classic. <laughs> Just kidding. No offense to anyone from Iowa. <laughs> No, I'm just thinking to myself, like, this family must have been, like, so happy. Like, oh, you know, they're just going to love this, bring, bring back their childhood. Or they're like, well, it's what we got in the fridge. Forgot they were coming. <laughs> it was one of the two. It was either one of the two. It was either one of the two. But it's okay. It turned itself around. I did spend eight hours in a van on my 19th birthday, too. So it's just... Wow. But I got home at the end. My birthday is coming up, and I was just thinking, like, what do I want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I either want to do something like go to Cancun for a week or oh. nothing. <laughs> so Nice. Well, those are both good <laughs> options. Are you, like, are you into birthdays? Like, are birthdays, like, a thing for you? Do you like to celebrate birthdays? Did your family celebrate birthdays? So, I mean, yes, we definitely did. We – so my – family like my mom would decorate the house with like dollar store like birthday or some stuff Dude. like she had it wasn't all like dollar store cheap it was like Leslie stuff she's that. gotten like through yeah. the years yeah so she like decorate the whole house the night before your birthday so you wake up and it was all decorated um and then you got to pick dinner uh that night which the and later in my years it, we would usually go eat out for a birthday mm -hmm. so you have to pick where we went did you have um, a classic go-to that you always ate at? I don't know. I think I picked Logan's a few times because I like the fact you could put the peanut shells on the ground. I thought oh, that was nice. really, nice. really fun. But I just remember we picked Applebee's, like, I don't know, three birthdays in a row or something. Well, I am. I know. Classic. Or maybe it was only one. I don't remember. But I just remember it not wanting like to go to Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. So, um... 
Yeah. So that's kind of what we did. And then like you would get like a gift or something um, small, like we didn't do like crazy gifts or anything like that. And then once we went to college, like sometimes you get a gift, sometimes you don't, which is fine with me, but it's, I just find a little humor. It was unpredictable. It's, yeah. Or it's like, well, because my birthday's in November, I was like, well, I have your birthday and your Christmas gifts, and it's all just the same, and they're all wrapped, and they go into the tree, and so it's kind of just like more Christmas gifts, which is fine. I'm like, would it be any different if I was born in February? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? Because what day in November is yours again? The 13th. The 13th. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's and the then day Dave's I'm going the- to pick up my wedding dress. That's what I'll <gasps> do for your birthday is get a wedding dress. <laughs> Anyway, oh, maybe I should just come to Cincinnati for my birthday. Well, I'll be in Wisconsin, but you're welcome oh, to come. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. But were you going to say it's on the 13th, Dave? Oh, Dave's birthday is on November 8th. So I always just think to myself, let's just do a joint birthday. Yes. Yeah. stupid. Because one year, I think it was the year we were engaged. We celebrated our birthdays with our same group of friends twice in the same way. It was like, okay, everybody, like, get together. Let's go to this wing place for Dave's birthday. And then, like, four days later, okay, everybody, let's get together and go to this burger place for Dwayne's birthday. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> so I mean, it want to come out twice. pretty sweet. You got two birthday celebrations? I mean, it is, except for the fact that I'm like, well, you have to have friends that care enough to go to two birthday celebrations in one week That's from true. basically That's the true. same person. That's true. Now that you guys are one flesh, you can celebrate the same birthday. I know. I'm like, let's just have one joint party. And then I'm like, well, do I want to throw a whole party at my house and have to clean up a whole party mm. at my house? I don't Can you know. get a friend to host it for you? A friend in the area? I don't know. I don't know that I have a friend that I could enough friend. No, like a good enough friend that I could be like, hey, will you host my birthday party? That can't be perfect. But a real That's life okay. thing is that I'm in the thick of wedding planning because I decided to get married in only three months, which I'm happy that I decided to do that but I just had to just get right into like logistics of everything and I literally can't focus on anything because there's like 1200 wedding things running through my brain and I told myself seeing lots of friends get married who got stressed out about their weddings I was like I'm not gonna get stressed out about my wedding it's dumb to get stressed out about your wedding but here I am. So I apologize to all friends that I secretly judge for getting stressed out about their wedding because here I am being stressed out about my wedding. So do you That's have any fine. tips for how to not stress about your wedding as someone who got married? You didn't seem <sighs> that stressed. There were some times um, you did, but most of the time not. Yeah, I feel like I feel like planning is important. I think it definitely depends on your personality. Like I know people you know, like I can think of examples are off the top of my head, people that were like so chill about their wedding that, I mean, almost anything could have happened and they wouldn't have cared. As long as they got to get married in church, that's, that's all they cared about, frankly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So if you're that kind of personality, then you're hashtag blessed and you probably won't be stressed at all. Even if you try to make yourself stressed, like, I mean, I th- well, I think she was stressed a few times, but it was things like, okay, New York state is closed and I don't know if I can get my marriage license. And this is kind of stressful because it's a legal thing, but who cares if we're not legally married? <laughs> we'll just get sacramentally married. And it's like, oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess it's true, but, <laughs> um, and then like my other friend is engaged planning a wedding and she is like the complete opposite. She's like, if I don't get, you know, I need to book right now because these coronavirus brides are rescheduling their own wedding and I'm trying to schedule my wedding for when they're rescheduling and it's so stressful and it needs to be this kind of location. Da, 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 da. 
And so I'm like, I'm already stressed for you and your wedding is a long way away. Um, but so I think it definitely comes down to like knowing yourself and being okay with your personality. Like, are you the type of person that has like a rigid thing in mind where you just know it's going to be stressful? And like, so just trying to do everything in your power to like be the best version of yourself, I guess. Thank you, Matthew. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, having a plan I do think is important, even if you're like not a plan oriented person, um, because it just kind of helps you like keeps your ducks in a row, even if it's just like a scratch piece of paper that you write down, like things you should do, or there's too many things on the internet, like checklist of what I should do for my wedding. And it's so easy to knock off like the stupid stuff. Like, okay, I don't need to go get my ring cleaned. Okay. Cross that off the list, you know, stupid stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So I like to use a lot of those resources and just know that you're going to forget stuff or whatever. And it's fine. Like, it's not a big deal as long as you're not forgetting like the marriage license or, you know, the ceremony. Like, I feel like there is a lot of dumb stuff. So like being okay with the fact that like when you were a little girl, you had all these dreams of like this perfect, most beautiful Cinderella wedding. And that's not going to happen unless you are willing to spend like crap tons of money and (laughs) plan your wedding for two years. Like most people, it's just, it's just not going to happen. And so like to mourn that, because I definitely did that too. I was like, I thought I was going to have the glass Cinderella cat, like, what is that? The horse-drawn carriage. I'm not going to have that. It's like such stupid crap, but it's like, it's been in your head for all this time. So yeah. Yeah. So like lowering your expectation, but knowing that there's very few things that I feel like if you have the right mindset and you really love the person you're marrying, that can really like crap on your day. Hmm. That's good. That's good advice. I've been finding that I never had like super grand, like dreams for my wedding. Like I always knew I wanted to get married, but I never had this, like my dress has to look like this and my, this has to look like that. And I have to this, that, or the other thing. But I'm finding that other people in my life who love me do have grandiose plans for my wedding in their brain. And I have to like sift through, okay, what is actually important to you, Maddie? And what is important to you? Because this other person in your life is important to them. And like be in a space where it's, okay, I'm just going to do this the way that I want to do it, even though like someone else may be unhappier. It may not be like their vision that they had for, for my day. But I found myself being more stressed about that. Also, I love my fiance, but he is very particular, way more particular than me. And so. Is that surprising or did you already kind of know that? Oh, I knew that. <laughs> it's one of the things that I love about him is because he's very detail oriented and I appreciate that but we spent an hour updating the cover photo on our wedding <laughs> website last night. And I about pulled my hair out. I was like, Harris, I don't care. He was like, uh, the shade of green is just a little too dark. I was like, ah, it doesn't matter. No one's going to care. Everyone's just going to get on here and RSVP and then go on their merry way. Uh, so, um, oh myself but I love that about him and that it's okay if we spend an hour on our wedding website but we just have to move on from yeah so it there are parts of it that are like really fun though like it is fun to 
think about like what your wedding dress is going to look like, even though I've never really thought about it before. The thing that I've honestly had the most fun with is like getting to delegate to other people to do stuff for my wedding for me. Like I have lots of very talented friends and it Mm -hmm. has been fun to be like, oh, can you do the singing? Oh, can you make my cake? Oh, can you do my hair? Oh, can like, you know, whatever. Instead of like trying to do it all myself. And I think that because my job is basically managing projects like this, I have to like, part of that is good, but the other part of me has to like step back and be like, this is not a work project. This is your wedding. You can, you can chill out a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I I mean, I like that other people are getting involved. It's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like you reminded me of the thing I was actually thinking about this this morning, like my number one, because I saw like five people that I know got engaged this past weekend. And I was like looking at the calendar. I'm like, was it a holiday? Like, no, Columbus Day was the other day. (laughs) Why are (laughs) you? Why would you get engaged engaged on Columbus Day? I don't I don't know. I don't know. So I, yeah. It's not even like a big Catholic thing. No. And some people got engaged like earlier in the week and they posted it on the weekend or whatever. Hmm. But so I was just thinking to myself, like, what is, if I could only give one piece of advice and I'm like, okay, well, my go-to piece of advice, so I can only ever give one is don't listen to anyone. And I'm like, okay, well then I can't give any more advice. Because then they've already um, listened to you and then they can't anymore. Right, right. So, but then that makes sure you're the last piece of advice they ever listen to. So that's good. That's a good strategy. That's a good piece. Yeah. And I do stand by that (laughs) because I do think that at the end of the day, like people can tell you their opinion all day long, but like you know what's best for you. And so that's why I say it, not because I'm like everyone else is stupid and you're the only smart one. It's just like, okay, I could tell you what I think, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because it's up to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that family is one of the hardest parts about getting married um, because, yeah, it's, it's like, well, I really want to have professionally done flowers, but my parents don't want to pay for that, and they're the ones paying for the whole wedding, or these people really want me to have, you know, cake, and I really want a donut wall, and blah, blah, blah. like, it's all that stupid stuff that, like, does it matter? No, it doesn't matter if your parents are, like, dying for you to have a cake, and you want to have a donut wall. Like there are compromises that can be made, but yeah, I just get frustrated when people are like, well, I have to have like 12 flower girls because all my nieces and nephews expect to be in the wedding. And I'm like, um, did they all tell you? And they're like, well, no, but my sisters say that it has to be this way. And I'm like, well, to put it politely, I guess, screw them. Like <laughs> it's your wedding. Yeah. Who gives a rat's ass what they want? What <laughs> right. want to do? So, yeah, so it just is frustrating to me sometimes when I hear people that are just not even like, I'm really struggling with this. They're just totally resigned to this and it's driving them crazy that they have to Mm. orchestrate all of these, you know, junior bridesmaids or flower girls or, you know, chorus of singing sisters, whatever it is, because these other people decided that it has to happen that way. And, and it's sad and it's, I'm sure breaks people's hearts when you're like, wow, I really thought my kid was going to do this on their wedding day, like in their, their wedding. And they didn't, but it's fine. Like, I mean, you, you move on. So yeah. So I think family is super hard. Um, and then the details, I feel like the details are the hardest part. The hardest part for me was picking a reception venue Mm -hmm. personally, because I, I just, 
didn't love the options that we had. And then I ended up loving the option that I picked, but at the time it was was, like really stressful. Yeah, it was, it was a great venue, but I think I really wanted like a grand ballroom that looks over downtown Nashville. And it's like, okay, that was a place that sounded nice on paper, but then you have to pay like $20,000, like (laughs) minimum. Yeah, base fees, $20,000. Yeah, and it's like, right. And it's like, oh, the open bar is only open for an hour at the base price because all this stuff has to be like wrapped in and you only get like, you don't get any appetizers. You only get like an entree and two sides. And then like stupid stuff like that where it's like, okay, well, I want this venue but I don't want to spend all this money and I want more than like an hour of open bar so yeah Yeah. so anyway it's really stupid really fast but um yeah I I mean there's a lot of things I look back and I'm like why was I so stressed about this like I went and looked at that venue that I chose twice because I wasn't the first time I was like no I don't like it (laughs) ridiculous so yeah so it's just a lot yeah it's I mean the whole wedding thing is a lot I found that getting married on a shorter timeline has given me less choices between things like venue photographer you know like kind of those like Mm -hmm. big things and it's almost like made me it's been easier to decide it's like been like a level of freedom to be like well my option is option a venue or option b venue which one do i like better okay we're going with option a venue move on you know which i think maybe for someone who didn't have the personality that i do that would be really hard but for me i get like decision paralysis so only having minimal amounts of things to choose from has been has been super helpful and I'm blessed. Like I have a fiance who's very like involved in wedding planning that he, as much as he can be particular, he's like helpful as like, I don't feel like I'm doing it by myself, mm-hmm. which is nice. I think he cared more about what the venue looked like than I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what made you like prioritize your date over like having a choice that you think you would really love? I mean, I guess you said you had, didn't have like a dream wedding in mind, but so maybe it doesn't matter at all, but I know people that have done it the opposite. Like they chose their date based on, you know, other factors like photographer or venue or whatever. Yeah. Well, we're both there. We're just in, we're both in like a phase in life where like coming up around that at that, like January time is kind of like a, kind of like a turning point in lots of areas in our life, whether it's like career or job or like whatever. And like looking at all the factors in our life, we just decided to prioritize like what we think is going to set us up, like us as a couple up for success in the long run, like regardless of what our actual like wedding day looked like. Like we both wanted to have a nice day. We both want our family and friends to be there, but we really were convicted that doing this shorter timeline is what is going to be best for us. Like just like at, for our relationship. And that's Mm -hmm. why we, and that's why we decided to, to pick that date. Like we both felt like called that even though it's a little bit out of the ordinary, that God was blessing that decision and that, it would be more beneficial for us and give us more freedom to in the long run to do like to meet some of our other goals. Whereas like 
wanting to be closer to my family and wanting to like be able to start working in different capacities. And he has some different restrictions because he's not a U.S. citizen yet. Um, so we did have to take those things into consideration, which mm -hmm. I think is hard for pe some people to hear. Like people get worried that it's for, that us getting married sooner is for like a green card or for immigration. Mm -hmm. um, and I like wrestled with that a lot because I really care a lot about what people think of me, which isn't awesome. Um, but the, like the fact of the matter is, is like, just like, that's just our situation. And so we're asked to make different decisions that maybe not the average couple has to make just because of like the circumstances of our, of our life. And that just because everyone would expect us to wait six months, it doesn't mean that that's what we have to do. It was mm -hmm. very important for us to like be married in the church, to go through all of marriage prep, to have like a priest that we trust, you know, be willing to work with us on that timeline to complete everything. And all of that kind of fell into place or not kind of fell into place. It fell into place. And so we felt like the freedom to, you know, move forward. Like that God was blessing it by having those core things that were most important to us. Like, be mm -hmm. yeah be in place I said be in place like five times but that's that's what that's what it is that's fine yeah because I think it, it matters what you're prioritizing because I think I mean although Dave's Dave and I's situation is far different than yours like because you're different places in your lives um like when we got engaged in May we were like well we really don't want to wait you know, like we knew I really did want to get married in the spring, but I was like, but I don't want to wait to marry you because I know I want to marry you. So I'm not going to like put it off. Like I didn't think that that made sense. And for some people it does. And I think I need to be better accepting that because I'm like, everyone should just get married as soon as they know they want to get married because I'm just in very much yeah. of the camp. Like why wait? And I think honestly, I do think that for the majority of people that is true. Um, but I've known people that it has worked out fine that they were engaged for longer or in like a long-term committed relationship not engaged or whatever yeah for longer um, different people have different things going on different things they need to work through or right yeah conversations they wait to have until they're engaged you know there's lots yeah because I know Dave and I had a lot of those conversations before we were engaged yes yeah. um yeah so so there were things I mean I was kind of surprised when we were engaged like there were things that we didn't really tease out as much and none of them were deal breakers they were things like how do we budget like how do we you know work on these things that are more just lifestyle habits that we have and how do we meld those together but um yeah I feel like at the end of the day like when we started wedding planning we were kind of like okay let's just get married in January um or like at that Christmas time that people get married like right between like Christmas and New Year's, but then that date ended up not working and we just did the next weekend in January. So we actually will have like basically the same anniversary as you, Maddie, yes. which is fun. <laughs> so this is, oh, yes, okay, here's what we can do. We can split like some obnoxious like vacation rental or something Perfect. and we can go places every year for our anniversaries. Perfect. It's beautiful. Yes. We just have to get Arvin and Dave to be friends and we're golden. I, do you think they would be friends or no? I think they would be friends, yes. Okay. They're both I, very, like, intellectual and gentle-spirited. I think that they would get along. 
fascinating i really yeah. am like, so excited to like meet him and like talk to him get to know him yeah he's um because he does like some of the things that i've like thought about our conversations and i'm like i already think that this guy is pretty funny but i think maddie <laughs> is funny so i don't know if it's just like him through maddie so i think no he's that. pretty he's pretty funny he is funny he doesn't like show his funny side right away like when you first meet him he's very much an observer and then he like yeah yeah up. but when you get him going that's fine. Yeah, Dave is yeah. the same way. He's an onion. He calls himself. I call him that too. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like I've only peeled away maybe the first two layers of Dave. Like there's still more <laughs> onion to get to the true. Fun. No, it's true. And like even Anna was telling me one time, she's like, yeah, when I, when you decided you were going to marry Dave, I was like, okay. But then I, like I, the more I got to know him, the more I was like, not fine with it like obviously she was fine with it before but like it wasn't as such a weird choice and yeah. I was looking at a, an old picture of like right when we started dating and I was like yeah why didn't all my friends tell me that I should break up with him like this is such a weird look like just remembering how different <laughs> we were <laughs> but like you Maddie and then Bethany my roommate were the only two people that were like there for the beginnings of our relationship and so I'm like all you my other friends don't know what happened they weren't there they don't know they so. weren't there they weren't there when Dave picked you up for your first Oh, my gosh. And I can't and I looked out the window. Wow. That was a good time. Never forget I that know. time. I know. I, well, I can't. And then I skipped I was, Lord's Day to bring you coffee. That was good, too. Oh, my God. I went out with Kateri, who's now engaged to mm-hmm. Pat Walters. Mm-hmm. Um, happy for I them. went out to Plaza Azteca, where they have the guacamole that they can make <laughs> at the table. And it was funny, I was driving there and just reminiscing because the day that we went and got guacamole at that place, then we went to a coffee shop and did some work, which we didn't really do the work. We just enjoyed the coffee shop. The work. (laughs) Yeah. It was a Saturday and I was like, Maddie, I'm so sorry. We have to be back by like five um, because I have to work at the chapel office. And it was that night that Dave told me that he liked me. So I was like reminiscing. Wow. I forgot about that. I think you called me or told me the next day, like, you'll never believe it. Guess who has a crush on? I know. I think you were like the first person I told. I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone. I got to keep it, keep a lid on this. Because I always tell too many people. So it was you and my friend Jenny, who also knew Dave, who I found out later. Dave like went to her and was like, Jenny, I think I like Joanne. And I don't know what to do because Joanne's one hell of a woman. And she's (laughs) she's not going to like me. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're good and the rest is history here you guys the are rest, right i know and you have one baby in the womb one baby out that's right two babies wow wild wild wow. but your story listen how you um your love story is a pretty good one i was like this is, is pretty i was thinking the other day i was like wow it won't even have been like a year since like their first date which is like crazy but also awesome I'm like I can't imagine yeah because I know like I can I can testify to all of our listeners like how (laughs) (laughs) like how I can I have total the utmost faith in Maddie and I can tell that they truly love each other I just am also kind of like chuckling to myself because if I had told you that day that I because I went to I visited Maddie like right after no was it right after or right it was like right after our first date wasn't it when you came to I think it was yeah I think it was right after because then Valentine's Day happened between 
my me going down to Tennessee and coming back. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think you had yeah. just had your first date. Yep. And so I'm like, what if I had told Maddie, I'm like, listen, Maddie, this time next year, you, I mean, you'll be married. You could be pregnant. Just <laughs> saying, you know, not, not trying to look into your future. I'm yeah. just saying the possibility is there. You would have been so like, no, no. There's so many times yeah. that I wish that I could just go back in time and tell myself something. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, it is crazy. It's crazy how everything fell into place, how I rage joined Catholic match because I was so pissed off at the world. <laughs> and then I met the love of my life. Not saying that ever that's the, that everyone should who joins Catholic match should rage join, but it worked for me. How long were you on Catholic match? Like, uh, well, here's the deal. As I had been on for like three months with an unpaid subscription where you can basically not do anything but troll around you can't like talk to anyone you can just like judge boys on how their pictures are and be like why are boys dumb and why do they think these pictures are cute and then there was a day where I was just pissed off at the world and at some certain people in my life and so I rage joined Catholic match <laughs> I rage pulled out my credit card and rage typed in the number and rage joined and then I was on for probably like two weeks before I met Arvin. Wow. His That's first crazy. message to me was, hey, with a little wavy hand. <laughs> and he's so cute. He like saved all of our messages from Catholic Match so we could like go back and look at them. Oh, that is like cute. what we talked about. But I remember my, he like messaged me that. And then we were like chatting a little bit. And he's like, how was your day? And I was like, honestly, my day sucked. And I was like, <laughs> He didn't freak out and then he responded nicely. And so we, the rest is history. Wow. Yeah, he was just very straightforward. He wanted to take me on a date, came and surprised me for Valentine's Day. I very much, to all the boys listening, if there are any boys listening, don't be afraid. Just be straightforward. No, oh, it's true. Maybe that I'll be as I... lucky as Arvin and get to marry someone as awesome as me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I know, I was, again, but I know I was about to say, listen, Catholic match is hopping. You got to get on there because these women like Maddie, they get swooped right up. So yeah. if you want a woman like Maddie, you better get on, start swooping. Start, start swooping. Catholic match, if you want to sponsor our podcast, just give me a call. That's I'll true. My, I'll stare, share my testimony about rage joining. I don't know if that's the kind of brand you want Catholic match to have, but worked for me yeah I feel like unfortunately while I don't think it's a bad option I feel like it's either it's like a desperation thing or it, it's you know like rage joining or you know out of yeah I don't know if anyone joins Catholic match just because just for fun maybe people do but well I now I'm like, like, like the ah, I can't find a spouse I'll join Catholic match but yeah I feel like that's the, the people are like well I just wasn't finding anyone around here I everyone I found around here like just you know smoked weed or I don't know whatever yeah <laughs> like stupid stuff I'm sure there's plenty of potheads on Catholic match but <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe I don't know, but now I'm like, should I get a Catholic match just so I can troll on these dudes? I mean, it's but then I'm like, what if someone sees me and they're like, and they go to Dave, like, hey, Dave, I saw your wife's on a Catholic match. <laughs> <laughs> and then David has to be like, oh, yeah, I am too. We're just trolling. 
We're swingers. Just oh! No, no, you can't be. Oh gosh. You're just what if there was like Catholic match evangelization where you just like got on there and started messaging boys just to give them dating advice? You're like evangelizing. Listen, I'm not available. I'm happily married with two children. And here's my advice for you. You'd probably get kicked off. I monitor that kind of stuff. Oh, that's never funny. mind. Bad idea. Scratch that. But it's funny because it brings up another of my pet peeves. I think it was. Did I just talk about? Yeah, my pet peeve around the house was Dave not picking stuff up. Mm-hmm. Another pet peeve of mine is so this the church that I go to has a young adult group. The young adult group is fine. The but like the people who run it, like I'm not knocking them. It's not their fault. <laughs> the people that go there, it's like the most. I don't want to use the word segregated in today's political climate, but it basically like compartmentalized. What's yeah. The, what's the, Where it's like the know. girls are over here and the boys are over here. Like, I don't know how many like times homes like I walk into, yeah, I'm like, I walk into the room and there's like all the dudes, like it, I just happen to walk into the dude section <laughs> and they all just like look up at me and I'm kind of looking around and I'm like, shoot, was this a men's only party? Like, Cause they look at me like, like, you know, I'm, I'm in the locker room, the men's <laughs> locker room. I'm like, Hey, what's up guys. And then I like go over and sit somewhere like kind of inconspicuous. Cause we usually have Charlotte with us too. And so I don't know. And then I just start talking loudly to Dave and that usually gives me at least a couple like ears. And so that's how I kind of start a conversation. So I just think of like, I'm an obnoxious story for my day and then tell it to Dave kind of loud. And then I like to watch because people, some people I have noticed, I think this is a Northern thing. They won't just invite <laughs> themselves into the conversation, but they're listening. And so they, you can tell, like, they're, like, looking at their plate of chips or whatever, and I say something that's (laughs) hysterical, obviously, and they, like, start to chuckle, or, like, they have to make a comment about what I just said. Yeah. So. And you do um, invite them over to eat their chips with you? I mean, or I'll just, like, make a, or I'll, like, try to make eye contact with them. Like, if they're, like, kind of making eye contact at me and then, like, looking back at their chips, like, I try to just invite them into the conversation that way because I know that I'm being obnoxious. But anyway, so I just want to go to some of these guys. I'm I'm really thinking about it. Uh, It depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Maybe I'll, like, drink a little wine or something before I go and just walk into this group of guys and be like, do you want to be single forever or not? Because what you're doing right now is setting yourself up to a long path of singleness. And they're like, oh, bro, maybe I'm discerning. Or, oh, I'm in the seminary. I'm like, okay, well, why are you here? This is really just a mixer. Get out. Don't so. make stir up the pot. Or like, why don't you take one of your single friends and invite and introduce them to a girl? I'm discerning. Well, have you dated a girl? No. Okay, well, maybe you should talk to a girl first. This is a great first step. Girls are nice most of the time. So, yeah, so I just really want to, like, light a fire under them because I feel like there's a lot of people that just don't take initiative in this particular group, and I just don't understand. There are so many women who are very nice. Like, the woman who runs it, I believe, is in her late-ish 20s. I don't remember. She's older, but I'm not talking, like, in her 40s. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) saying, like, older than me, I guess. But as as I age, I'm like, okay, well, now I guess on my birthday I'll be 26 so I'll be in my late 20s yeah, <laughs> I feel like, about that girl I'm already in my late 20s <laughs> no I yeah I don't remember how old she is but I know that she's older than me and so um anyway she's a great woman and I'm like listen 
fellas jump on it like what is the problem and then of course then i walk back to go get more chips i walk through the guys section again and i hear them talking about like monarchy or you know pope paul the first or why they're single church history and i'm like well yeah right now we know why you're single because you can't go to an event and not talk about something that no one else cares about except for you and this other nerdy guy i'm like you two need to like spread out the first need to go get coffee together do your nerdy thing this is a mixer this is yeah (laughs) the first group that i ever went to we did this thing where you were supposed to like write down two fun facts about yourself and they put them in a big bowl and mixed them up and then gave a fun fact to you got two fun everyone drew two fun facts and you had to find the person who had the fun fact and one of them yeah so one of the fun facts was like pretty normal or something that i received and the other one was i own 42 neckties or something ridiculous and so i go to one like my guy friend who was there and i was like okay so clearly this is a man and I was like, do you own 42 neckties? He's like, frankly, I don't know how many neckties I own. And I don't know many men that would count their neckties. And I was like, okay, so this is the kind of guy that I'm looking for. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was like, what the? That's your fun fact is you own 42 neckties? I was like, come on, people. <laughs> Can't have more than that. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Here, this is what you should do. Is I'll make you a t-shirt that says, this is a mixer and I'm the potster. And then you just wear your t-shirt and you stir the pot. <laughs> just go around stirring oh, it Oh, listen, up. I can stir the pot in a lot more ways than just telling these boys that they need to get off their behinds. <laughs> There's a lot of controversy in that, in those circles that I could stir. But. Ooh, I love a good controversy stir. They're just, just, I like the Latin mass. I like traditional Catholicism. I don't like a lot of the ideologies that go along with those things. Mm. And that pretty much sums it up. That was very concise. Thank you. A lot of thought. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, it's nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Good stuff. Well, everyone, it's hit our bedtime, so. Yeah, well. So I guess that's a good stopping point for tonight. Uh, you can catch us next week where we talk about some more stuff, but we don't even know what it'll be. So you can DM us if there's something you want us to hear us chat about. Because people, literally, we don't talk about this. We just get on the phone and start talking. And maybe that's why some of you hate this podcast and stop listening to hearing <laughs> this right now. And maybe that's why those of you are still with us because it's organic. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Jam. Be sure to follow us on social media, check out our website, and come back to your favorite podcast app for our episode next week.